What is drawn on baseball fans? Welcome back to the Turning Tube podcast, and we had yet another busy week of baseball. So we are here with our headlines breakdown episode for to tell you what all happened this week. It's the weekend review, baby. <laughs> How are we doing today, Doyle? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, you seem stressed. Relax. Yeah. We're here to talk some yeah, that's baseball. True. The coronavirus doesn't affect baseball, right? Exactly. Hey. I want to start off this uh, episode with a quick little monologue okay. to baseball. To baseball, just like, like thirty seconds. Can we all stop collectively complaining about everything that ba- happens in baseball? I'm not talking suspensions and stuff because that's fun, but like the MLB network constantly having people on the network who don't actually give a crap about baseball and just are a bunch of old white guys who like to complain about the game. Mm-hmm. Let's just enjoy the fact that they're somehow managing to play baseball right now and that in a pandemic world, we have baseball games. So for the love of God, MLB, if stop putting people on to represent your brand that don't actually like your game. Yeah. All that- right? Let's start. Let's start there. That's definitely an issue that they have to address soon because it's like, do these people that are here to analyze the game? It's kind of like they don't like it. It's like, oh, you played it in 1950 and now you hate it. Well, obviously, because you're 70 years old and stupid. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm watching a game where I am genuinely passionate and I care about it. Why do I know more than you do? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What is? What is? That's this is an issue, and I should. You should not spend half the game on a broadcast complaining about the game taking yeah. too long and this and this. Stop. Comp- hey, I have a great idea. How about you do a better job of representing and marketing mm-hmm. the game instead of just complaining about that it? That is a great point because you listen to any broadcast and they talk. There's normally at least one former player, and they talk about how much the game has changed for the worse most of the time. And why? How is that going to help get new fans into the game? Don't shorten. Don't you're, shorten you're the length of games. Say good things about the game. Say, oh, this is cool. Yes. Seven inning double headers. That's probably better for the players. Better for the fans. You get more games in. Like say good things, not be like this isn't how it was in my day. That helps nothing. Exactly. You. You have a 15 year old. You have a 15-year-old tuning into a baseball game, and this is brought up because my boy, even my boy Dennis Eckersley, Jerry Remy, Dave O'Brien, the Nesson broadcast, they do this as well, and and I love Eck, but you're a 15-year-old baseball fan, and you tune in, and you hear, and just like, or like a 10-year-old baseball fan, you're obviously not going to take a bunch from the announcers if they're good, but if they're bad and they're just telling you how bad the game is, you're going to be like, oh, well, okay. But or if you're somebody who tunes in and you're getting invested in these players and the general passion for the game is coming from the announcers, it rubs off. When you hear an amazing call in sports, mm-hmm. like it, it's infectious to you because, like, oh, that guy loves – like cross-sports analogy, Doc, Doc Emmerich for hockey, if you're a hockey fan out there. It's infectious and people know him by his name and his love of the game. So for the love of God – Stop, Emma. Do something right. Just if you don't love the game, don't talk about the game because all you're doing is hurting everyone else. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good little opening take, that, little opening monologue. <laughs> so now let's get into the fun stuff. I got my anger out. Yeah, let's get let's so, the fun stuff. Uh, do we want to start with some some naughty stuff or I got some, some nasty stuff? I got some headline. I got some headlines. Okay, for okay you hit me with some headlines that I want to talk about first. It's first. I think we got to talk about right off the bat. Fernando Tatis Jr., man, this guy's having himself a seat. Hey, th- why aren't we talking more about him and rather than the 70 double headers being terrible? That's true. Because this man's infectious. I have some um, MLB shop talk to do about Tatis, but first I guess we'll talk about him playing baseball, maybe. 
four home runs over the weekend. They beat the Dodgers again last night. He had a home run in the single in every game over the weekend. He's tied for the league league in home lead league in home runs right now. He's insane. Like there's nothing this man and he's just market he's fun. He yeah. has like his swing is just beautiful. He's electric. Beautiful. Exactly. He's slugging 776 with an OPS of 1.184 on the season. Does he have a nickname? Oh, great question. Does Fernando Tatis Jr. have a nickname? Or is it honestly Baseball Reference Is it a name? Doesn't have a nickname. Is it a name that's good enough that it doesn't need a nickname? Or is he going to be... Because the great players, they don't need a nickname. Like Michael Jordan? Kobe? MJ, though. Oh, guess, he has MJ, though. Well, yeah, but I mean... Mamba? Kinda, you know the name. They have they have yeah, nicknames. True. true, but I like think Mike Fernando Trout. Tatis Jr. Mike Trout doesn't gonna... have a nickname. His nickname sucks. Yeah. That's true. What's his nickname? He puts Kid on the, his player jersey, but with like seven eyes. So it's like Kid... It's like no one has ever called you that. He's like thirty years <laughs> yeah. old, though. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're not, and you're a dad now. You can't call yourself yeah, a kid. Yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, uh, we're gonna have to come up with a nickname. We'll have to get a nickname generator going. Right now, I'm just thinking about uh, all I think about when I see him is sexy. I'm like, this everything about this man is sexy. Could right he now. be swing his style? Is he a little sexy because he's not big sexy Bartolo, but should he be a little sexy? <laughs> he could be a little sexy. That could be that could be true. The thing that amazes me about him. It got, is when he hits a ball, he hits a ball harder. When he hits a ball, Benny the Jet Rodriguez looks at him and goes, that ball was hit hard. Because <laughs> he, he's going to tear the cover off the ball literally one day. He crushes these home runs, man. And it's his bat swing, his follow-through is so majestic. Like It looks like you just played MLB The Show. You predicted a fastball up and in, and you got it. Because that's, that's how far he's hitting these balls. I can. It's insane. I think I can honestly benefit his talent to their new jerseys. What do you? Oh, I completely. If agree. he's in those, also much more watchable. Oh, so much more watchable. Like their park with now their I new logo it. and jerseys. It's like this is a good baseball market. The navies and white like lettering, their old style. It's like this is not it. But the brown and yellow they brought back is so nice. This like it is so. I different. can see them winning multiple World Series, like soon. Dude, a style changes everything. Yeah. Earlier in this podcast, like, or like maybe it was on our old show we did, I said the uh, San Diego is where you go to die yeah. if you play baseball. And now I I've watched more Padres games than Red Sox games this season. Yeah. Every time the Padres are on, must watch. I Will Myers, Fernando Tatis are they, Jr., Machado. Are they? Oh, first of all, first segment alert. Here we go. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Bandwagon watch. Are they now your team? Because we always talk about how we gotta, we we're Red Sox fans, but we jump from we gotta find our secondary team to take into the playoffs and root for. Are you Padres now? Or are you still sticking with A's? Have you made the jump? I'm I'm still sticking with Athletics, okay. but I'm running besides that car, ready to jump okay. on. They give me, I am ready to jump on that wagon. But I don't know if I can double bandwagon. And my A's have done nothing but show me, hey, stick around with it's us. True. So, uh. Not on there yet, but if you are an MLB fan who's not already committed in, in a relationship like I am, mm-hmm. probably get to Tatis Jr. and those Padres because they're they're doing something special down there. Yeah, Tatis is crazy good. Um, I I'm just excited to see what they can build around him, and I hope he stays a Padre for a while. I don't really want to see him like he's he really has that tro energy for me that I think he can just stay in San Diego and just ride it out and just be a great player 
Oh, for sure. But if you are a San Diego Padres fan, I would like to make a public service announcement. You should send an edible arrangement to none other than Big Game James Shields' house and thank this man for getting you Fernando Tatis Jr. Because you deserve the he deserves the world. Where was for that. where was Tatis raked in their ranked in their pipeline? Because they have uh, they have they've had good prospects, and they gave up Tatis. Like, yeah, they, they could be nuts. He, they really could. He popped off, he, and he placed third in rookie of the year voting last year. Everybody knew how good he was. Yeah. But this year, he's just taken it, even even no sophomore slump, not at all. He's only played just over 100 games in his career. I think he's at 101 now. Yeah. So the kid's still young, and obviously he's going to go through struggles, but right now, it's insane. And you talk about bandwagon. Have you looked at these NL West standings so far? Yeah, I think we might have to, the next thing we talk about, flawless transition right there, the Colorado Rockies. The Rocks, man, they're winning. And you want to know the most impressive stat about the Rocks to me? What is it? They are 6-2 and two away from Coors Field. That's very impressive. They're, they're hitting. That is, for the Rockies, that's huge. The Rockies, for me, are interesting because when you look at the record of teams like the Reds, the White Sox, even like the Twins and the, um, the Padres, you're like, okay, these records are kind of bad, but... They're in the headlines a lot. They're really exciting teams. Then you look at the Rockies, and I've heard nothing about the Rockies. And their record, what are they, 11-3? and three? They are 11-5, and five, I believe. I have it right up here. They're 11-5 and five with a 688 winning percentage, and they're currently one game in front of the Dodgers, who are 11-6. and six. The Do- LA Dodgers, the team who was supposed to be a wagon, who I was all in on, is currently half a game back on the Rockies, and we are a quarter way through the season. It's, yeah, scary stuff. I think, honestly, we all knew what the season was bringing, but we still underestimated how crazy the season could be. Like, I really thought... Do you want to hear... I really thought the bad teams would be really bad, and the good teams would be really, really good, but it's been so even. The Pirates are, like, the only just awful team. Yeah, Pirates Pirates are tough. Cardinals have only yeah. played five games, so they're not looking great. But here's the stat. The NL West is the only division with three double-digit winning teams right now. <laughs> no, Nobody saw that coming. Dude, ready? Eleven and five Rockies, eleven and six Dodgers, ten and seven Padres. Or game? They just beat the Dodgers last night. They go again tonight. Oh. The Diamondbacks, seven and ten. The Giants, seven and eleven. And those, I mean, all those, all those teams are technically still in it. I'd say. The Di- Giants are five games back on the Rockies. Yeah, so that's not that bad. Yeah, I, there's some much worse divisions. So, yeah, NL West. I mean, pick really pick a team, bandwagon I, any of them. That's your go-to. Yeah, bandwagon the NL West, but let's give the Rockies a little bit of a round of applause here. John Gray, Charlie, Mr. 400, Charlie Blackman, have yourselves a day. Yeah, he, what is he, he go, 484, I think, he's hitting? Uh, I got it up here somewhere. Charlie Blackman, I know he's like, there's serious conversations. Like, is Charlie Blackman going to be the kid to hit 400? I mean, I, and I think as a science pod, we were on it first. We, it's the beard. We, oh, we really were on that. Wow. We were, dude, we were. Hey, we got our first take right. Yeah, Come on, science, John. I what you asked doing? science, and science told me, "You, the guys with the beards, natural face mask won't get sick. Extra power." And Blackman, who has several face masks on his face, nasty beard. Yeah, Chuck Nasty is raking. Chuck Nasty, great nickname. And you talk about raking. He's hitting 484 with an OPS of 1.217. Have yourself a season. Yeah, Chuck Nasty. The, I don't Just go off. Do you think he's gonna hit 400? Oh, I am rooting for it like nobody's business. I think someone will. I don't think he will. Because 
he's you can't be hot the whole he's season. Coors Field, but he's but he's hot too early. The person who is gonna end the last twenty games of the season hitting like six hundred. That's the guy who's gonna hit it. I think he's he started too early. Because if he if he hits four hundred <laughs> the whole season, I mean, like, but think about it like Charlie this: if even he's he's even if he gets cold a little bit, like he still he still can do it because now all of a sudden he's at such a high lit rank up. Like I wouldn't but be surprised. He hasn't had that I many at bats. The at bats like are him. gonna like. There's gonna be a lot of at bats. It's gonna be harder to keep that average I'm a, up. I gotta find out his. I'm gonna find out his road and home splits real quick because this is huge. Because I, I gotta know. He's a 14 game hitting streak. I know, so I think it's probably gonna be even, pretty even. Oh my! Oh my God! You ready for this? He's oh my Jesus! These stats. <laughs> he's hitting 643 against left-handed pitching. Yeah, that, he's yeah. hitting five. 531 at home and 438 on the road with an OPS of 1.15 on the road. So he's just hitting. So he's doing it away from Coors yeah. Field. It's like the home road splits, man. I don't know. Mr. 400, Charlie Blackman, order yourself a shirt. <laughs> get on that. Hop on while the Rockies air is nice and thin. This boy will take you where you need to go. But there's other players who's raking around the league. And that takes me to my team that – has got me a little weekly check-in and on our predictions. Jack had the Los Angeles Angels. I had the Oakland Athletics. And they had one hell of a game last night with has- Dad Trout mm. going off. Two dongs to beat the A's 10-9. to But we don't talk minuscule topics. We talk big-picture topics here. And the Oakland Athletics are 12-5, and currently four and a half games up on the Houston Astros. How are you feeling about the athletics, man? Because I'm feeling hot. Yeah, they're they're good. I mean, at this point, unless the Astros get really hot, but it seems like everything's going bad for them. We'll get to that. Um, A's kind of seem like they have it locked up, and I think that's a much better look. I don't. It'd suck if the A's, Astros were good. Everyone thought they would be, but now looking back, if they were just really good, that would just be so bad. Oh my god! Now I'm so happy they suck because the Oakland A's. Played the Astros in a free game series this week, swept them. Not only did they beat them up on the baseball field, they beat them emotionally. <laughs> they embarrassed them, and they showed you exactly why you should hate the Houston Astros. And you should be worried because Matt Chapman got off to a slow season start. So did Olsen, and these boys have Heating picked up, it yeah. up lately. That he Olsen's get Olsen and Chapman are getting hot on those corners. Yeah, that's that's huge for that's them. Dangerous. They're. I think we kind of saw the start of the season. Without them, they're not that great of a team. But when their pitching has been good, and then when those corners are hot, they're they're an elite team. Oh my God, Matt Chapman currently he really picked it up lately. OPS of nine thirty seven now. He had a two home run game last night to give him six home runs, fourteen RBIs, and he's playing platinum glove defense all over again. So you got to look at this and be like, the Oakland A's, man, they're legit. They are the team to beat in the AL. They're the team to beat in baseball right now. Nine and one in their last ten games. Nine game winning streak before last yeah, night. Yeah, I, I think who's be- who's doing it better so far in this the short sample size we have on the season. But it's also on the other hand, it's like what a quarter of the season done. So it, it, it's 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 kind of accurate to judge these teams because they've played a lot of games in this short season. But I think we've seen so many like streaks that kind of fizzle out because the when you win three games in a row, if you win five games in a row even 10, it's so much more noticeable than winning what it's compared to in the 162-game season, which would be like three or two games in a row. Like, the Yankees were hot, and then we're like, oh, Yankees are great. Then they cool off, and we don't hear about them. Then it's like, oh, A's are hot. 
and then next week will be a different team. So I think it's it's really hard to judge who is gonna be like consistent because I mean in forty games the Reds could have that ten game winning streak or even like the Orioles or something. So I think the good teams aren't too worried because they're gonna get to the playoffs and be able to win in the playoffs. But it's definitely a fun start to the season with all these like kinda people don't know about teams iffy teams they're just going on runs and getting people excited for sure dude exactly these oakland days though is the perfect example of that you don't really know much about their pitching staff like can you name name free starters in their location like the average fan probably couldn't yeah, do it definitely not uh, but they're dealing they have a team era of 3.10 right now so the entire team is just shoving like up and down the roster they're going over to each other like, hey, you want to shove tonight sure <laughs> and they just shove and then they win. That's what they do. Montas. Win, what's, dance, repeat. His name Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas went, is absolutely yeah, dealing. Player of the week. He went like 2-0. and Gave up like negative oh. runs. Yeah, Frankie Montas is snapping on the season. He has a one five seven ERA. Ridiculous overall. Strikeouts per nine, 8.6, which is low for him. But still, he's dealing. That's mm-hmm. all you want to see, man. Go out, shove. Have yourself a day. Speaking of shoving, who's your shove of the week? Shoveler? Shovel alert. Shovel alert. I want to hear some shoves. I have Zank, Zank Granky. Zach Granky. <laughs> That's my shove sound. <laughs> Zach Granky pitched against the A's on Friday through six scrolls innings, giving up one walk, five hits. They did lose the game, but it was a great start. But he just went to the stands, sat alone between innings, just chilling. Just didn't want to talk to anyone. He was just vibing out there. And then he went onto the field and shoved. So Zach Granky, weird alert and shove alert takes the cake by far. Oh, I love that. By the way, going to the stands, baller move or dumb move? You're cool. You're cool. I think it's cool because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not stupid. Like, I don't want to die. We're just going to sit out here and chill, and then I'm going to come on the field and strike you out. All business. Yeah. Go in the stands with his jacket, hangs out with the cardboard cutout of Debbie from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. just chilling over there, then goes out on the field, shoves shoves an e-fist down your throat. Yeah. And what are you going to do about it? Nothing. I have, I have a little Zach Cranky, Zach Cranky conversation, but... Let me hear your shovel alert. My shovel alert, this man pitched two games mm-hmm. since our last weekly breakdown. His curveball is the nastiest thing you're going to see in baseball, and I'm pretty sure everybody here knows who I am talking about. Jack, do you know who I'm talking uh, about before I say the name? Uh, I want to see if you can guess it. I think I do, but I don't know if – I don't – I haven't heard what he pitched is, I got you. Don't worry. Jack failed me. Is it Sonny Gray? At Mr. Aaron Nola. Oh, Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola. Two starts, one against the Yankees, one against the Braves. Combined 14 innings pitched, only gave up five hits, two runs, and had 22 strikeouts in two games. Back-to-back double-digit strikeouts. 12 strikeouts in six innings against the Yankees. You can't touch him. You're swinging and missing. Aaron Nola. Phillies needed an ace. He's shown up there and done more than they could ask for these past two starts. So, Phillies fans, enjoy it. Enjoy him. He's killing it. Five and six on years for the Phillies. Not the best, but still can't hate what Aaron Nola's doing on the mound. Yeah, Nola's pitching well. Um, I, shove, shove, shove alert. Yeah, he de- definitely saying. is the shove alert. Phillies, uh, kind of rough. Not too rough hot on him. the Phillies. Not, Phillies not looking great. I'm currently eating a little bit of crow mm-hmm. right now from uh, Braves fans. Not the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So, but still, hey, it's early. 
They've only played 11 games. I mean, they did just like... Bryce Harper's... He, they did just crank the Braves last night. Yeah, but then the Braves cranked them in the ninth inning, which was not the greatest sight you want to see. Well, did, they had a position but, player on the mound, I'm thinking. I didn't actually watch it, but I think they must have, right? I have no He's, idea what happened It was 13 nothing in the ninth uh, inning. And then it was like 13-8. Yeah. All I know is that young Fick, Austin <laughs> Riley, absolutely went yard on a ball. Mm. But the Phils, man, 5-6. and six, They're coming off Rona. They're technically only two and a half games back of the division. Bryce Harper... Not only is hitting bombs, he's looking at majestic as hell mm. while doing it. Didi Gregorius has got hot. Remuto also swinging the bat really well. So if you're the Phils right now, just keep swinging, man. They came back, had a tough opening start against Garrett Cole and the Yanks. But looking solid against the Braves. Let's see what they can do. Maybe next week they will be my bandwagon alert. Mm. So keep hot. Yeah. Stay hot, Phillies fans. Come on, give me something to root for. Mm. I'm here for you. There's some other storylines we got to get to around the MLB. And it's been a – we were worried about Corona this year, but it seems like there's a little bit of a an injury bug going around the MLB, my guy. There is, yeah, which – I mean, a lot of pitchers too, which kind of sucks. A lot of pitchers. Why do you think so many pitchers are getting getting axed? I mean, it could be a coincidence, but, I mean, kind of seems likely that they didn't have t- enough time to get ready to get loose for the season, which sucks, especially for some guys in the prime of their career. Maybe they lose out in some money, some – service time so unfortunate but what do you, we've seen we haven't seen a lot of hitters get hurt so i don't know uh well you want to hear my banged up report mm-hmm. we got some banged up players so tr- hit that trash can and i'll tell you who's banged <laughs> up josh donaldson's not hasn't played since july 31st he's banged up rafi devers charlie morgan and oliver drake acuna jr scratched tonight john carl stanton george springer Corey seager joe kelly mad bum madison Bumgarner's out moustakis cj crone all of them banged up, man. List goes on. Mm. Will Harris, Verlander, the too. Verlander. Well, I was kind of doing like the most relevant, mm-hmm. but he's also banged up. So all of these players, man, banged up. Not like you want to see. Mad Bum has looked terrible to start this season, yeah. and he's a, that's a big reason the D-backs have not been as good as I was hoping. Yeah, looking back, being high on the D-backs seems stupid, but also I don't know they. I don't know. They're tough. They're just, it's not their year. But I, I've liked some Your stuff. boy, Cole Calhoun, got Cole hot. Cole Calhoun, yeah. Mini Mike Trout. He was overshadowed over there, but he's he's a beast. Yeah, he's a beast, man. And that bring, that was, we had some two weird moments of the week in one week. We had two inside park home runs this week. Your yeah. boy, Cole Calhoun, and then Christian Yelly <laughs> getting hot for the Brew Crew. <laughs> Christian Yelich's inside the park home run is probably the moment of the week for me. It just. Eloy Jimenez out there looking like a fish out of water, just not he. That, he should be a DH. Like that was not pretty. That that tumble into the stands maybe rivals Derek Jeter's. It was close. It might. He might have gone like, more airtime. He. I'm just. The, he was four steps away from the wall, and he just kept going. Yeah, I'm a, and then just slowly rolled in there like a dead fish. I'm very confused on how that happened because he missed the ball. He wasn't close. He wasn't close to the ball. It bounced into the, not even into the stands, but he kind of overran it and just kind of, he was like, all right, have your way with me and just ran into the stands and then flipped over like, like ass over tea kettle. And then he was just like, all right, I'm going to huck the ball as hard as I can, closed his eyes, set, set up a little prayer, threw the ball away, and then play was over. Christian Yelich inside the park home run. So that was, if you haven't seen it, definitely look that up. It will make you laugh. For sure, man. He That was Probably your moment of the week. My moment of the week goes to none other than 
Ramon Laureano mm-hmm. for coming out and laying some whoop ass on those Astros. Yeah. And the suspensions came down today. Laureano gets a six game ban. Alex Cintron, the hitting coach, I believe, of the Houston Astros, gets 20 games banned for his air brawl. And man, was that some rough stuff. Yeah, not not what we want to see. Um, kind of mad. I mean, they they all obviously for COVID reasons. It's really just not ideal, especially if one of these teams get a breakout and like soon. It's really really going to be rough for baseball. But just brawl wise, because I mean everyone loves a good brawl. It's unfortunate that their safety is put at risk, but it was kind of fun to watch. So Ramon really he didn't get to do too much, which kind of sucks. Like he was in the no. right. He is the hero. But that Houston Astros player who wrapped him up, like, linebacker style, he really just put that into the whole thing. Like, he is the coach is going to show that film of, like, how to stop some guy coming in to attack your teammates. He wrapped him up, put him on the ground, and then that was it. He really put – I can't think of his name right now. But he, put, he wrapped that guy's up. Mm-hmm. Astro fans, tell us who that was. I forget. Or don't. But, yeah, Loriano went in, go eat some souls, and it was quite beautiful. Tough. Tough look for MLB, but I like that they came down light on Loriano of only the six-game suspension. Mm-hmm. You can't be initiating a fight as a coach. What are you doing, you hardo? Yeah. Get back in your dugout. The video, he's just hiking up his pants, yelling at Loriano. But the fact that Loriano was showing the pitcher how to throw a slider oh. was the funniest thing yeah. I've ever seen. No, that was probably – do you like the Joe Kelly one more or this brawl? What do you think was better? I was about to ask you, what's better, nice swing bitch or showing someone how to throw a slider? Probably nice swing, bitch, just because it's so, like, it's so up front. I'm going to go with the slider, actually, because I think it's so, it's like a nice, calm manner. Like, hey, man, you get, I'm not mad, but, like, how you throw a slider, he's teaching a pitcher, a major league pitcher, how to pitch. It is nice, (laughs) but I love the Joe Kelly, like. It's, like, friendly. Yeah, because they, I mean, he said it had nothing to do with the cheating stuff. It was just that he had been hit three times and didn't want to get hit anymore, which makes sense. But um, Joe Kelly... And everyone's like, it's a 79-mile-per-hour fastball. Like that, like, you get hit yeah. by something going 79 miles per hour. You tell me how you feel. <laughs> have you seen a thing called the highway? No, I have not. Cars go fast on that. So, And you're going at least... I mean, 65... You're trying to get hit by a car? <laughs> I thought you meant something different than the highway. I thought you meant like a baseball reference. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, yeah, what? How do you know? I was like, have you never been on a highway? <laughs> I was like, yo, is this like a new baseball term, a new baseball stat I didn't know you about? You just take back rows to everything. You're always three hours late. Always <laughs> late, man. Hey, who's late to recording his pods? Don't come at me. Um, but, yet, yeah, dude, it's it hurts, man. And there was a lot more ejections around the MLB, which brings us to everybody's favorite segment, the bad boys of baseball. Mm-hmm. Strap in because we got a lot of bad boys this week. There was some, that's been something in the water. I don't know why everyone's feeling so feisty this Probably week. Probably the coronavirus. Quarantine's getting to people? Maybe. Because we had 12 ejections this Ooh, week. Ooh, that's good. 12, 12 Yeah, good stat, good stat. Four of them came in the, the Astros' A's brawl. Mm-hmm. So got a little in, in, uh, little boosted up there. But 12 ejections. Athletics led the squad. So the Athletics are your bad boys of baseball this week. Three people got tossed. But if I'm going to have to give the reward to a single player, it's not going to be to anybody. It's going to be the Yankees, Coach Phil Nevin, and Angel Hernandez, and Phil Nevin got tossed out because he was arguing a check swing that Angel Hernandez run, rung up a Yankees hitter on, and then Nevin walked up to Angel Hernandez and absolutely embarrassed him at the plate. 
said some words that will get us demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely embarrassed Angel Hernandez at the plate and just exposed everybody once again that Angel Hernandez sucks. Yeah, I mean, we we should all know it now. He's just, get him out, you know? Get him out of the lead. What are we doing? For sure. Sh- for sure, that was it was not elite though. But also, Aaron Boone had a nice ejection this week. So Yankees in the news a lot. They had free ejections as well. But the Athletics are going to get it for me. So that's what you get for the bad boys of baseball, man. And the I think the Athletics don't only win the bad boys of baseball this week. They also win the Corona Oopsie of the week because the amount of spit swapped between Ramon Laureano and the Astros dugout is just momentous. Corona oopsie of the week mm-hmm. for sure, man. That, that was it was last week I talked about Devers just letting out a loody and this week, I mean just think of that times ten. There's just spit flying, there's juices, there's uh sauce. I everything is just coming out of your mouth, out of all your orifices. And we just hope the Astros and A's don't have any positive cases because there there's been some spit swappage. Oh, for sure, man. It was it was bad. But, like, yeah. bad boys of baseball and the Corona Oopsie, Oakland A's taking it all. I just want to give one honorable mention because during this Corona time, the Oakland A's have disappointed us. The Angels have dis- – not the Angels. The, the Astros, none of them are following social distancing. But my man, Joe Madden, manager of the Angels, Jason Castro got ejected for arguing balls and strikes in the Angels game on August 7th. He's a bad boy. But J- Joe Madden comes out. He has his mask on. He's standing six feet apart and just ripping into the umpire. I like that. And you want to know what? Way to do it. Way to yeah, do it. Yeah, I like the. You don't have to get in their face. You're gonna stay back, but you're just gonna yell. Like someone, the thought of someone standing like six feet away from you and just yelling at you is so uncomfortable that it kind of works. It does. So Joe Madden not only following social distancing guidelines. So hats off to you, Joe. But also way to just intimidate someone. Mm-hmm. Go out there, man. It sucks that you can't read their lips, though. That is rough. John Boy's pissed. They all, they all have masks on. Yeah, John Boy is furious. Breakdown, not elite. <laughs> not elite, man. But there was a lot of other news that not related to on the field, but Corona. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to who said something stupid okay. in the media this okay. week. Because, you know, we're 20-year-olds and stupid. Mm-hmm. Or I'm 20. You're still 19 because mm-hmm. you're youngin'. But we had some stupid stuff. And it's all centered around Marcus Stroman who announced that he is opting out of the 2020 MLB season. We're, so before I tell you what stupid people said, what's what's your stupid thought on it, Jack? Well, um, Mets, rough for the Mets, honestly. I mean, Yoana Suspitus, Amber Tough. Alert goes out. Um, Marcus Stroman opts out. You lose Cinderguard. The best rotation in baseball is now looking mediocre at best, and the Mets are sucking. So I'm sorry, Mets fans, but you knew it was happening. You knew it was going to come, but who said something dumb? Uh, a lot of people said something dumb, but to wrap up how Metsy it is for them, the Mets traded Anthony Kay and Simon Woods Richards, who are both projected to be solid and good major league starters in the league, for 11 games of Marcus Stroman pitching mm-hmm. on a third-place baseball team. So, Mets fans, I'm sorry. But who said something dumb is Blue Aubrey Huff, who oh, is no. a two-time... Yes, Aubrey Huff. He's the worst. Came on my, he is the worst, and I feel like I gotta embarrass him right now because this is so. This was the worst tweet. I saw a lot of dumb tweets about Marcus Stroman, saying that he shouldn't have withdrawn. 
because basically Marcus Stroman withdrew from the season because he reached his service time that he needed to get to free agency, and then he said, yo, I'm done. I'm not doing this. The Mets suck. So, good for you, Stro. Way to get your service time. Yeah. Now go get pay paid. Yeah. Get paid. Go get that money. We want to see that. So, RBF tweets, tweets out, Stroman had no intention of showing a pitch for the Mets this year. He rode his calf injury into enough service time to become a free agent. At least he can focus on more pressing social justice warriors matter now. If I were the GM of an MLB team, it'd be a hard pass for me. Aubrey Huff, you're so stupid. Marcus Stroman, it's a business. It's baseball. Owners cut you. They don't let players come up at certain times to earn that extra year of service yeah. time. It's the nature of the game. This is literally so Stroman. It's literally exactly what MLB teams do. It's Marcus Stroman literally it said, oh, do you like the taste of your own medicine, you little idiots? Oh, exactly. And I'm 110% players getting paid. So I think this tweet just perfectly represented all the stupid people I saw on social media yeah. tweeting that Marcus Stroman's a quitter and that he's like the Mets. Like, oh, you're guys, you're dumb. It's a business. Yeah. Stroman's going to make get make bricks and if you're an MLB team you better pay this man because he can deal yeah this isn't so, this isn't like your college or college um what's it called not fundamental what I have no idea what you're going when here. you play sports for fun oh call intramural, intramural. <laughs> it's fundamental it's not like an intramural <laughs> team it's not college I mean high school baseball where it's like you play for the love of the game and you try to get that last dub and make your parents proud and for the legacy it's like no this is this is his day job. He's He made the money. He's really good. He knows how to handle himself. And yeah, go handle the social justice matters because that matters more than playing for the Mets or any team. Exactly. So Marcus Stroman, hats off to you. I hope you get paid. You deserve it. New York Mets, anyone who's tweeting at him or saying something stupid, you are stupid. And that is who said something stupid in the media this week. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we skipped over a Corona oopsies and we kind of got to talk about. I, I was going to bring that up. Is it the um, Cleveland's naughty rotation? The Cleveland's naughty rotation, mm -hmm. man. Oh, bad boys. Yeah, the, the true bad boys of baseball. We got Clevenger, who people like. So I'm a little disappointed. And then Police Act. I'm a little upset, too. I like Clevenger. Yeah, he's, he seems cool. I mean, well, I feel like there's there's a little more to unwrap there, but. Maybe we we're seeing some some true Mike Clevenger now, but and then Zach Plesac, who was dealing so far for the Indians. I mean, they the Indians are dealing, so this is a big blow. But they Plesac Clevenger go out on the town with some friends. I think the reports are a little mixed. No one really knows what's happened, but the Indians said Plesac go home. Clevenger don't go home, but don't pitch. I, I don't. No one knows what's going on, but yeah, I mean. How big is this for Cleveland? And also, it sucks for the MLB, is, but how, for Cleveland, what's up? First off, I want to give a little bit of a golf clap to the Indians organization. Nice job, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you saw it. You sent them home. Obviously, it's a little easier with Plesak because I'm pretty sure they had an off day, so they were to skip the spot. Also, And then Clevenger, they didn't send home. So I'm wondering, all right, is there a little bit of a double standard yeah. going on here? But still, nice job. Way to get out in front of it. I got to respect. Can't get someone in trouble for something they haven't done. We like that initiative because we're all trying to play baseball games here. Mm -hmm. But what are you doing, Plesak and Clevenger? Yeah. That's just huge for the Indians. It's it, The Indians must have told their players, we got to stop winning. We want to deal Lindor. This is bad. Can you guys go out to some bar so we can send you home? Because, they're, I mean, the Indians are— How do you do this? If they have everyone healthy, they can make a playoff run, like, deep in the playoffs. They They've shown us that they're really good this year. 
Do you know, dude, they are incredibly good. The Twins got swept by the Royals this weekend. The Indians are 10-7, and 7, only a game back on the Twins. Like, Clevenger was pitching well. Plesak was shoving. Carrasco had a good start. Mm-hmm. Like, the rotation, Jose Ramirez has gotten hot. Yeah. And they have, Thor's doing his thing. They also have Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber, didn't he? I'm five people in it. I haven't brought up the fact that Shane Bieber's shoving like Nolan Ryan out there. Mm-hmm. He had a bad last start. But still, he's him and uh, Giolito, Sunday Night Baseball, that was a good game besides the fact it got rain delayed and we had the Astros brawl earlier, so yeah. it kind of got covered up. But the Indians are shoving overall, so this is huge for them. Tough look, man. We don't love to see Yeah, it. I'm not sure the exact time frame, but I think this is a good indicator of what could happen as we see the season progress. I mean, if a team is trying to clinch a playoff spot and you, their ace goes down, or even for the wildcard game, their ace goes down, I mean, that's that's just game-changing. So these teams really got to be strict, which will keep everyone safe. So I hope they do. 100%. So hats off to you, Indians. Clevenger, Plesak. I'm not going to kick you while you're down, guys, but come on. You got you to gotta know better than yeah. that. What are, we, what are we doing over here? But another team like we got to address before we wrap up our week in review is these Marlins, man. They keep winning. Yeah, Marlins are rolling. I wrote that in my notes app a while ago. Just Marlins are rolling. And they still be rolling. Marlins, Cubs, pacing the NL right yeah. now. I mean, also, Cubs, I feel like we haven't mentioned them enough for how good they've been, but I, they haven't really been in the headlines. But they're just good. Cubs silently going out there, winning at a 769 clip, 10 and free. Lester, Darvish, Hendricks, they're all just going out there, you know, shoving. Mm-hmm. Chatwood. That, you know, who cares? Why not? Let's just go out, be the best team in the Central. Not even close. Second team, Reds are 7-9. and nine. Honestly, I thought the Central was going to be cool. A good division. Only team above 500 is the Cubs. Reds can't get out of the way. Can we please put Mike Lorenzen in the witness protection program <laughs> yeah. and get him out of Cincinnati? Because yeah. it's it's terrible over there. Like, it's, it's tough to look at. So, Cubs, man. Hey, have yourself a day, Cubbies. We love to see it. Yeah, I think the, the Central... No, the West is the new Central. A hundred percent. The thing about the Cubs, though, is we looked at this team before the season started, and me and you were talking, and we are just like, this lineup is ridiculous, but Lester's old, Darvish had a tough year, Kyle Hendricks shows a soft pitch, uh, and then we didn't really know who the other guys were, and we were like, okay, so what is this team going to do? And as long as, if Craig Kimbrell didn't look like he was lost out there, <laughs> like a kid lost in Walmart on the mound... This team could be even better somehow. Yeah, they could be He's undefeated. like their only flaw. Yeah, this this rotation's pitching, and that lineup, man, there's so much talent that it's it's you got to be terrified of these Cubs. And Bryant really hasn't been – I think he – didn't he not play for a little bit, or he hasn't been playing well? I'll pull it I up. I there was something stats. with I know Bryant. Chris Bryant's – Bryant's been hitting dingers when he's in there. I know yeah. that, but I'll pull up his stats on the season. But this, yeah, it's like this lineup is. Oh, we all know that they have talent. They're removed, only like a couple years removed from a World Series here. Mm-hmm. Bryant's played in ten games. He's hitting two. He's hitting one eighty four. So that's not great. And he only has one dinger. So maybe I had it wrong on him. So he's having a tough start to the season. Yeah. So I mean, winning. yeah, if he can, they're ten and three without maybe their best player. So that's definitely something. That's something. If you're a Cubs fan, hey, even more positive news for you. They got to figure out the back end of that that pen. Kimbrel can't be doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm for a long period of time and them have a sustainable chance of winning. That's concerning. And I would like to see Javi Baez swing a hotter stick a little bit. He's only hitting 240 with a 738 OPS. Three ding-dongs on the season, but 
Baez, you're my guy. Let's get that batting average closer to your career 290. Yeah. Let's, come on. Let's get it up there. Get yourself a day. Let's get into an all-star game, even though there's not one. But you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Do you I, – I really wish they did an all-star game or something like that. Maybe at the end of the season, if they can, do like a sixty-game All Stars. Just I feel like that'd be cool, or it, or at least say who would have been the All Star. I, I agree. Just you know, let's get that on Baseball Reference. Let's get that AS next yeah. game. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But either way, I still think the World Series is dope, and I'm glad that everybody is looking out. It's starting to baseball seems to be back in a rhythm of normalcy. Like, the news isn't coronavirus anymore besides, like, the Clevenger news, which mm-hmm. sucks. But, like, it's now it's, like, my team's doing bad. This team's doing bad. Yeah. And every team besides the Pirates is in it enough where you can watch your team every night and be like, we well, have a chance. Yeah. I was looking at the records today, and I was shocked at the the Pirates are 3-13. and 13. By far, We were high on the Pirates. Yeah, we were. Who were we low on? The Mariners? We were, lo- we were low on the Mariners. We were, honestly, we were, lo- no, we were the most we were strong f- in the Mariners. We were wrong on the Mariners. We were wrong on the Tigers as well. Tigers, man, keep winning. Go yeah, off. I'm I'm still low on the Tigers, but the Mariners, I uh, we were t- we just didn't know their young talent. We didn't know the names, but they do their talent. We didn't. Hey guys, we don't know everything here. We're just we know we're, almost we're, we nothing. To, we we are very stupid. We, as we <laughs> lit off, we're young and stupid. So we're not. I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't watched him. I've watched Mariners highlights, but I'm not sitting down and watching yeah. Seattle Mariners baseball games every night. Can't do it. I got the A's. I got the Sox. <laughs> I got a bunch of teams I got to follow along. So Mariners fans, you, I'm sorry, but your team's better than I gave credit for. Have you? Who's the team that you've watched the most games? Padres, Red Sox. Padres, Red Sox, White Sox. One, two, three. I've also seen a lot of Yankees games. Yeah, same. I've I've watched a good amount of Yankees games. I watched the. The Rays walked him off. That was cool. And then the Red Sox Rays. hit a walk-off within like a minute, which was pretty cool. Yeah, Mitchie Moreland had himself a weekend. Yeah, but... You know, free dongs for the Sox. My, Verdu- your guy, Alex Verdugo, oh, yeah. also made some headlines. He had a night. And the I think the MLB posted Mookie, like, getting back to his MVP self. He had a dinger. Verdugo, who they traded for, so Red Sox won the trade, two home runs, and then robbed one. So that's basically three. Alex Verdugo had a weekend. Mitch Moreland had a weekend. Mookie Betts looked. Mookie Betts getting back to that MVP yeah. form. So overall, every Dodgers fans be happy. Red Sox fans be happy. A lot of happiness going around in the MLB this week. There definitely is. But my original question I was going to ask you, since you're you're trying to bandwagon on some teams, watching some games that you probably you probably never watched the Padres before. So Padres, A's, White Sox. Is there a player that we should know about that they're not a big star, but you like watching them play? You're like a fan of them. Uh, I think Will Myers is pretty known by now, mm-hmm. so he would be my stay. Say, but also um, Trevor Simeon or Simeon Simeon is how you say it. Yep. Of the Oakland Athletics, if you guys don't watch Oakland baseball out every night, please watch this man. He deserves more credit than he gets. He's so fun to watch play. I enjoy just I like seeing him on the field every night. Him and Matt Chapman on the left side of that infield is incredibly fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're tuning in to watch him pitch. Also, I enjoy my, watching Mike Fires pitch. He's a fun watch. But on the Padres, yeah, Will Myers, Tatis Jr., they're great. Chris Paddock. Also, if you're a Padre, if you're not a fan of the Padres and you need to look out for the next Chris Paddock start, he got he gave up two dongs in the sixth inning of his last start, which was not great. But this man has stuff and he can shove. So Chris Paddock. Simeon, 
and of course, I'm gonna stick with my guy Jordan Weem. He stand over <laughs> here. Uh, so if you're if you're looking for a watch someone on that, watch them. Also, Yoan Mankata has been doing it. Mm-hmm. Giolito for the White Sox. Oh. Make sure you guys watch them as well. I forgot to bring guys. up my original Tatis point as we started the episode with. So maybe we'll start it and then end with it. That's kind of full circle, Lion King style. Love it. Um, before wait, before you give your okay. Tatis point, quick point. Uh, if you are a baseball fan, do not watch Los Angeles Angels games. Yeah. Because they are just, no matter how much talent that team has, they just lose. And honestly, it makes me upset. Yeah, they they went heavy. I mean, they thought they had Otani to anchor their rotation. They've lost that, so it's really, they they have, like, no pitching. Oh, Dylan Bundy's shoving, but other than that, it's rough. Yeah, so Angels fans, I'm sorry. Your team makes me angry. Yeah. But give us our Tatis Jr. to get us out of here. So fans became a little disgruntled. Is that a word? Or just gruntled? Disgruntled? I think disgruntled is a word. I'll just say gruntled. MLB fans were gruntled. I don't like that word. You don't? What about um, peeved? Gruntled? Peeved? Peeved? I like peeved. They were, peeved's good. They're a little peeved at MLB shop for not having Tatis jerseys. Like, you can't. He's blown up. Tatis is the face of baseball right now. Well, yeah, I, I can say that. I'll say that. And you can't buy his jersey. You can't buy his jersey. You can't do anything. They, it, he's not on the website. You can't customize it. It's impossible. So, Someone's getting fired. Yeah, and then I think last night, as I was looking, for, I don't know why, I just like to surf com sometimes because I'm weird, and they added it for like a little special time. They just like added them there, like, all right, buy it, buy it. And it's like, this is what we like. This is what we like to see. You should be able to buy a jersey from for any player on any team. So I'm glad Tatis fans can now get their jerseys because the Padres threads are so nice. Pick one up, 135 I mean... Easy money. Cop, cop that. E- easy money. I'm a jersey guy over a jersey guy. Me too, yeah. But jerseys all the way. But MLB.com slash shop. Do a better job. Come on. Yeah. Let's keep up to date. I want weird player shirts. Mm-hmm. I know you got a Will Middlebrook shirt today. I did. I bought a Will Middlebrook shirt. Found it at a thrift store. So excited. So, Dude, that is sexy. I want a Yoenna Cespedes Red Sox t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Give me it. Let me have it. Come on. What are you doing? I want weird t-shirts. So get get Joe Adele on the website, who also had a oopsie this week. Letting, he pulled a Jose Canseco ball <laughs> yeah. off the glove into the stands. That was good. Shout out Joe Adele. Tough moment. Going to be a great player. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it, Angels fans. You can still, you'll still be able to waste a generational talent. Oh, um, I have another good question to, to kind of lead into the end of the show. So, all right. I mean, if we if you're not following us on our socials at Turning Two Pod on Twitter, Turning Two Podcast on Instagram. What was your favorite tweet of this week? Because you live tweet every game. You've been killing it. What's your favorite tweet that you think, if you don't follow us on Twitter, you should follow us because this is the content we are producing? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm on – every night I'm, I'm on there and live tweet, and I'm here, I'm here with you. My favorite tweet of the week, oh, no preparation. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have to go with – it's not – I don't got one right off the top of my head, man. I'm going to be honest. It's a good question, though. But uh, – can't say pat light's been killing it this week Mm. on twitter he's been hilarious oh i got it will middlebrooks today did a live segment on uh mlb network i believe and he tweeted out a photo right after and he was covered in sweat because he was in the gym he was working out they called him he threw on a suit immediately sweating and he called into the show and he was just a sweaty legend so will middlebrooks Way to stay on your grind. Mm. That's what. That's the type of announcers we need on MOV Network. Yes. He loves baseball. So that's the tweet of the week. Also, shout out Colorado Rockies Twitter. You're hilarious. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. I would agree. Yeah. Wilmot, get Wilmot gotta, books in the booth. And that, I think that's an amazing closing thought, unless you got anything else for us today. Um, Trevor Bauer's really good. Watch him play. He's been shoving. Fo- but, yeah, follow him on social media as well, because yeah. he's hilarious. He's, great, great he's doing good stuff. His vlogs, he's been vlogging the season. It's really, really cool to see kind of like what a player does, because we don't see that in baseball. So I think that's that's really good to see. So check that out. And I think that's it. Yeah, baseball's back, and I'm happy. Yeah, we'll get more for you guys. Don't worry, because this every every week we'll bring you a weekly recap. We'll fit as much in as we can. We'll also, but if you want more content, if we didn't talk about your team, let us know, because I promise you I've tweeted about them on Twitter at the Turning Two Pod, or Jack's made a fire Instagram post them about them on Instagram at the Turning Two Podcast. So if we did not get to your team in this forty-five to hour minute breakdown, make sure you check that out, and we will give you your take on who you need to know. Shout out Ronald Acuna Jr. and Braves fans. Have yourself a day. You can find us again on Instagram at the Turning Two Podcast, on Twitter at the Turning Two Pod. Check us out Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you like to consume your podcast. And once again, like I love to say, I don't want to talk anymore. And we will see you Friday for a fun dump. Peace.